New to the living healthy lifestyle or a healthy living veteran, this is your place for honest answers. Naturally Savvy with registered holistic nutritionist Andrea Donsky and health journalist Lisa Davis. I'm Lisa Davis with Andrea Donsky and we love Naturally Savvy. Naturally Savvy podcast. We have so much fun and one of our favorite people is a wonderful Dr. Joyce Knudsen. She is a celebrated, distinguished image consultant and life coach. And when I think of someone who finds good in every situation, which is what we're talking about, I think of Dr. Joyce. Hello there, lovely lady. How are you? I I thank you. I love to be an inspiration for other people. That helps me to inspire myself. Well, you are. You are such an inspiration. All right, Dr. Joyce, let's talk about this because lately in the news, I mean, the news is always depressing, but lately it just seems more than ever like we're going in this downward spiral in this country, in this world. I don't know. It's just very, yeah, very disconcerting. How do you find the good in every situation? How do we stay positive in these times? Mm -hmm. Well, you know, I think because I was born in 1944 and I was through the Depression, I know that it's very hard for people to accept any kind of traumatic event. But I had to learn early on that there are going to be traumatic events. And there's nothing you can do to change it, and it probably won't change for hundreds of years because of the way the generations are thinking about everything. So to me, it's normal to have difficulty managing your feelings after major tragedies, but I think everybody experiences this differently, and so you can't compare yourself with others that are judging other people's reactions, emotions, and the best way to do that is by talking about it. You know, what about for parents who with younger kids, you know, what kind of dialogue do you suggest? Because the kids are learning about a lot of most of these situations in school. Like, you know, my kids have come home, I've got a 14, I've got a 12 and I've got a six year old and the 12 year old has come home and said, Oh, you know, we just heard about this or learned about that. What would you recommend? Like is, you know, when you approach that conversation to the kids, for example, you know, what happened in Vegas recently or just, you know, what's going on in general is it, you know, honesty? Is it straight-up conversation? Is it more kind of beating around the bush? What do you recommend? Well, I think if they're really young and you could shield them from it, you should. So you don't talk about these things in front of them and you put on their little television shows that they watch. But that's when they're underneath maybe seven. But after mm-hmm. that, like sure. you said, with your children, you have to teach them that the world is not uh, the way that we would like it to be all the time. And they have to accept the situation and talk about it. Talk about them finding happiness in their own life and finding people they want to share a positive attitude with in their lives and to stay away from people who want to bring you down or make you feel your thoughts are not relevant because they do need to talk about it. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, I have an incredibly sensitive child and I mean, she'll get upset about things that aren't even real, like in a cartoon or something. (laughs) Sometimes it's really hard when you have very empathic, sensitive children to bring up these subjects, but you you, you have to find a way and that's a whole nother thing of, of how to talk to them. But what about for adults? I mean, I've been a little blue lately, just with certain things going on in my own life. And then I look around the world and, and, and then you go on social media and it's so contentious. It, it can be overwhelming. Well, it is because it's a new normal in our world where we're not feeling safe. People are mad, they're angry, they're sad. They're disillusioned about what's happening in our world today. And we're worried for our children. There's so much uncertainty. We can't change what's happening. 
But it's been happening for a long time in our history, even before 2001 with the Twin Towers. These things have, have been happening. They just haven't been talked about as much. They haven't been, uh, well, the social sites didn't help. <laughs> as much as I love social sites, I, I do think that they have hurt us because they have been recruitment places for people who want to do bad things. So I think the best thing to do is to have them look at things with an open mind. When I was growing up, there were debate clubs. Did you have to, debate clubs uh, when oh, you yeah, were growing definitely. up too? Well, debate clubs, I think, in high school are the greatest thing because this is a way of learning about how other people think and learn to be flexible because some people are flexible and or some are not, and this can cause a lot of stress for those who don't want to hear another view. And that can cause illness, which I think is so important for your show, because it, it takes maybe 30 to 60 days to figure out whether you have uh, uh, certain diseases, like post-traumatic stress syndrome, and you don't want to get diseases. You certainly don't want your children to get diseases, and so they're not going to have a happy life if they're always looking for fault in others or what's going on bad in the world. What do you think? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, you know, you know what's interesting too, Joyce, is you know, my daughter, she had some friends sleep over the other night and we were all chatting and I find that our kids these days, and again, maybe this is just my kids and their friends, but I find they're just so matter of fact. Like they don't, when they talk or they say things, it's kind of like they just blurt it out. Like it's not like our generation, or at least, you know, from myself thinking I'm going to talk about me, you know, in terms of you know, when you say certain things, you approach it a certain way. But for the kids, it's like, oh, yeah, this what you know, this happened to this, this happened to this. Almost like it's not that it's lack of emotion, but kind of just like it's a matter of fact. It is what it is. Whereas you know, with me, I'm like, you know, you feel a little bit more like, oh, you know, you're like hesitant to say it. But they're not. It's interesting. Well, I think they get numb. I know I am. Maybe, I'm, yeah. I'm numb to this already because I'm on social sites. You both know I'm always on social sites, and I love them. But you do get numb to what people say and what people do and the haters out there. It's very hard to cope. I'll tell you what I've done. I have created a simple mental exercise to snap myself out of any ne negativity, to make me excited and motivated. And All right, so, sure, I love yeah, and so what I did was I, I just said to myself, life is not the way it's supposed to be. It's the way it is. The way you cope with it is what makes the difference. I, of course, I mentioned I was born during a war, so I learned early on the devastations of hateful people, and I taught myself to look at the entire situation, not just information from the media, but research for myself all the given situation before I make a comment or I judge or find a way to embrace what good may come out of it in the long run. And usually I can promise you there will be some good in the long run. So early on I became an optimist and I decided right then and there I wanted to share and inspire other people as well. Well, you do. I mean, that's something that the other day I was talking to one of my closest friends. I've known him for 30 years and the last few times I've talked, I've been kind of blue about a certain situation. And then I said, you know what, I got to find a way to find some good in this or find some better coping mechanisms instead of just being like, this is such a bummer, because <laughs> that's not going to change anything. Right. And so it's a big mindset thing. And it can be hard to do, but you have to you have to find something. Well, if we don't cope psychologically with the recent events, I believe we'll face yeah. more events in the future and we have to be ready if we don't want to suffer emotionally or physically, because as I said, post-traumatic stress syndrome takes three or four months to appear. So you have to take this seriously. We don't want that little stress that we all are having to turn into big stress because there's stages of stress 
and we don't want to get into the stage that will cause us illness. And that's why I love being on your show because it's about taking care of yourself and doing the right things and trying to cope with what's going on in the world uh, for our health. And for our health, we must learn how to cope. I think it's the most important thing. So you, you have to gradually, I think, a good thing was to gradually go back to your life and make it as normal as possible. You know, do what you did before it happened. And this, this involves traveling, going to places may seem anxious, and try to make the lives of yours and others as normal as possible. But we have to understand that the purpose of terrorism is to frighten people, and they, we don't want them to win. So we need to make all of us believe that we're in imminent danger. We are not. You are more likely to die from skin cancer than from an act of terrorism, whether you live in U.S., France, Italy, or Israel. And I did my research on that, so I believe it. What do you think? Oh, yeah, totally. Go ahead, Andrea. Yeah, no, I, I you know, I like, you make a good point, Joyce, because, you know, a, a friend of mine was over the other day, and she was saying that they were supposed to go to Vegas to celebrate somebody's 50th birthday, but in light of the recent events, they canceled their trip. And she said that it wasn't them, her and her husband that wanted to cancel it. It was everyone else. And she was like, you know, I kind of wish that we did go because we let them win, right? By not going and by canceling, right? So it's an interesting conversation because I think it's that fine line of fear that appears, also empathy, also, you know, what do you do, right? It's, you know, I watched a couple of the talk show hosts. I think it was Kelly and Ryan I watched and, um, a couple others, and they were saying, you know, being a talk show when something like that happens is really difficult. But at the same time, it allows them a platform to be able to talk about it. Oh, Ellen, that she was the that was the other one that was watching, and she was yes. saying, but at least, you know, she can continue to make us laugh, right? In light of certain situations, she's there and can continue on in terms of bringing that laughter into our lives. And it was interesting because I heard it from a couple of different people and it, how people cope with these situations, and, and especially those that have a bigger platform. Well, that's true, and you're going to hear it from me right now because I'm becoming a philosopher in my life with a PhD. <laughs> I, I do research. I do research on everything, and I've done research on this. And the rational response is to estimate the probability of being a victim, which is it's very little. Stress is a normal reaction to abnormal situations. So we're now living in a new day and time. I call it the new normal. I'm sure other people have. I didn't come up with that. Somebody else did, but it's out there. And it's an uncertain time where stress is common, and it can be perceived as not such a good thing, and I I think that we need to take it seriously. Uh, It's nearly impossible to go through a day without hearing some kind of information in the news about national security concerns, terrorism, disaster. So that's why I think the kids are numb to it. They just don't pay attention to it. Maybe we should do the same thing, (laughs) only Mm -hmm. because it doesn't help uh, them to go away. We have to uh, let the powers that be and people that are helping them figure out a way to do something with the anniversaries of 9-11 and the Katrina and Rita, hurricanes, all these hurricanes. We're reminded that it's no longer a common, innocent world. Yeah, that's been so much to deal with for so many people. And then what about our own just daily ups and downs? Even if we're, you know, I mean, I'm sure people are affected by what's going on in the world, but just, you know, just the grind. Lately, I've been feeling like there's just this grind of, you know, you get up, yeah. you go to work, you go to bed. You go, <laughs> it's just like, well, so. don't you think that has something to do with what's going on in the world? You're smart. All of us are, we, we have, you know, good brains and we know what's going on out there. And we want to... Uh, 
notice the amount of hate being sent all over the social sites. And people now are like Facebook has now put up some type of a privacy where if you don't want somebody to say something that's about uh, the president or about somebody else, then you don't have to have that on your Facebook, which I think is a good thing because if it's upsetting you to read it, then you don't want to be friends with people like that. As I said, you need to friend people uh, without... Uh, caring or knowing about their sexual or political affiliations. It's a place to have anger and frustration over something that we shouldn't do. You know, I, I thought about what to do about stuff like this, and maybe that will help, Lisa, to what you just said. So what I, what I would like to suggest is to spend time with friends and family. They can help you through the mm-hmm. tough time. If your family lives outside the area, stay in touch by phone, by Facebook, uh, not Facebook, FaceTime or Skype. Mm-hmm. If you have children, encourage them to share their feelings and concerns with you, like you had said, Andrea. And take care mm-hmm. of yourself. I think that why we're probably I'm sick is because I'm not taking care of myself. I'm doing a lot of things for other people. So you want to get as much rest and exercise as possible and try to continue any religious practices or centering activities that work for you, such as exercise or whatever you do. And then learn to take one thing at a time. You want to get things back to normal and break the job up into doable tasks. You know, everybody thinks they have to get everything done today. Believe it or not, we're not that important. (laughs) We're not (laughs) so important that people can't live without us for one day. And so what I do is if I can't do it for myself, then I help another person. Get blood, help prepare meals for others, including the elderly, volunteer, to clean up or rebuild your community, read to children in shelters. There's so many people that have things so much worse than we do. And I think that a big one is to ask for help if you need it. I am both mm-hmm, of your friends. Definitely. Anytime you need me, I am here for you. And so you need to know oh, thank you, that Joyce. be there for other people. That's, you know what? And it's so, it's so nice of you to say that. And you're right. You know, it's, that's a really good point is that when we feel that a little bit helpless or we can't do something, do something nice for somebody else. It definitely helps. You know, I just want to say one thing, you know, to Lisa's point about, you know, feeling somewhat guilty perhaps, or feeling like, you know, with everything that's going on in the world, sometimes I feel that my problems aren't that significant. I mean, thank God I I don't, you know, I'm trying to phrase this properly. You know, some of us may feel that what's going on in our own lives doesn't compare, obviously, to other bigger things so that we feel it's more insignificant. But, you know, to Lisa's point is, it we, you know, everybody matters, right? Every Whether your problem yeah. is tiny, whether it's bigger, it doesn't matter that we shouldn't feel that way. We should all feel, you know, and, and again, it's all perspective too, right? So I feel yeah. like, you know, maybe that you're upset that, and again, I think the perspective thing is very important, but being a very appreciative for what we do have. You know, it's Canadian Thanksgiving today, and, you know, the American, you, Americans, you have it in November, the end of November, but today it's Thanksgiving in Canada, and being thankful for what we do have. So I know I said a lot there in a very little sh- short amount of time, but I think you understand, you understand where I'm getting at, right, Joyce? I Absolutely. Think it's a matter and asking of, for right, help okay. is not a sign of weakness. Like some people mm-hmm. think it is. I will. I feel free. I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't. <laughs> but I feel free calling you, Andrea, or you, Lisa, anytime I want to talk to somebody who cares about me. I really, mm-hmm. I feel free. And I want you to feel free to do that with me. And I want anybody who's listening to feel free to do that with me. Everybody has my email address. It's all over the place on social sites. I really mean it. <laughs> I talk to many people over the phone that I don't charge them. <laughs> I mean, if they, if they feel free friendly enough to ask me for help, then I'm certainly going to help them. And it's such a great feeling to do that. Get out of your own self and move into somebody else's, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, completely. 
And appreciating yeah, what that. we have. And appreciating. That's yes. right. And be having gratitude. Yes. yes. That's gratitude huge. is huge. Huge. It really is. You know, and then I think it when you when you are grateful for everything that is going on in your life and even if you're you know, when we're having certain issues, being appreciative definitely helps put things into that perspective which I was trying to get at. Well, you're looking at it from a positive standpoint, and I, I try to look at everything. Like I said, I was born during the World War II, and I saw things. I was just a little kid, but I guess I must have been a smart little kid because I knew what was going on in the world, and that shaped me right then and there because I didn't just hear about violence about 10 years ago. I heard about it when I was a baby. And so I think it's really, uh, actually, they did me a favor because I handle things better. I'm not numb to it. I just say, okay, what can be done? Is there something that the people that are supposed to be doing something about it, doing or not doing? And, and if I have to, I will write them and tell them what I think needs to be done. Not that I know everything, but if everybody wrote them and told them what needs to be done, maybe they'd have a better grasp on the perspective of the world. Joyce, where were you born? What country were you born in? I was born in Cleveland, Ohio in 1944, okay. right at the, when the baby boomers were about to emerge. <laughs> Interesting. That's amazing. No, it's, it's, it's hard to believe that, that I could catch on to the social sites and to be friends with people that are in their 30s and 40s. To me, that's so thrilling because my daughter's older than that. And so oh, it's just amazing to me that I could fit in, that people actually... I like what I have to say. The content is good. And, and, and I, I want to do it until the day I die. I, I think it's just mm-hmm. such a wonderful feeling to inspire people. And by that, you get inspired as well. Mm-hmm. You remind me of my mom. I think it's great, you know, in terms of, you know, your positivity and just looking at life a certain way. And, and by the way, age is just a number. I, I really believe that, that it's just a number. It means nothing. So absolutely. Why wouldn't you? are cool. You're smart. You've got great things to say. Why wouldn't anybody of every age, right? Want to be friends with you? I was shocked that I was accepted to the amount of a million people on Twitter. I really was shocked <laughs> because I, I do work hard and I do like to share information uh, but most of all, I like to help people, and I, that's why I came up with yeah. the True Giver hashtag, because I really am from my heart. And you could ask my husband. We've been married 50 years next December, wow. but we've known each other for 50 years. And it's hmm. just to know somebody like that so intimately, so, in, so everything you know about them, there's nothing he doesn't know. We finish each other's sentences. So it's really uh, so thrilling for me. But he's got so much self-esteem. He doesn't have a problem with men. And I have so many relationships with really good men that have helped me out in the situations. And so I just think that I've been so blessed. I, You know, I have a husband. I have uh, 50 years almost, two children that are now adults in their 40s, one little granddaughter. I mean, I'm so Aww. blessed. I, I just feel like it's my turn to give it back. I love it. Oh, I think it's great. And words of wisdom, Joyce, as always. And we love having you on the show because, and I know Lisa, you're like, I want to say something. I think Lisa, go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I just wanted to mention, well, not only is Joyce fantastic, but we're very blessed to have wonderful sponsors on the program that we love. And this month is Nature Care, 
We are very blessed. Nature Care. And you know, it's interesting, Joyce, because I don't know if you're familiar with Nature Care. They make uh, feminine hygiene products for women, obviously, for women. And <laughs> it's tampons and pads and breastfeeding and breastfeeding pads. And they're our sponsor this month. And the woman who started Nature Care, her name is Susie Houston. She comes from the sa very same mindset of helping others and helping the environment and helping keeping chemicals out of tampons and pads for us women who are trying to make healthier decisions. So thank you to Nature Care for sponsoring Natural Savvy's podcast and allowing us to speak to you. Because at the end of the day, exactly. we are grateful to our sponsors. <laughs> <laughs> So, well, I don't have to use those things anymore, but I certainly would be happy to tweet something out for you guys if you want me to. Oh, great. Just send oh, me totally. out something for Nature Care. Is, is that the name of it, Nature yeah. Care? Yeah, Nature uh, Care. Then I will yeah. put it out there to over a million people. Oh, thank Joyce. you, that's Joyce. Very that's kind of that's, you. that's what I do. That's my job. I, I oh, My I job is to help other people. So let me do my job. Help me do my job. <laughs> <laughs> we love you Joyce you are awesome well thank you so much for being on our show how can people find you if they want to learn more about you and follow you on Twitter well, if they aren't following you already unfortunately yeah. my website's still not up but I'll give you the website hopefully the, it'll be up soon they could reach me at www.drjoyceknudsen.com that's D-R-J-O-Y-C-E K-N-U-D-S-E-N just think of a canoe with a great big D on it in the sun so you can spell it. Mm -hmm. And you can reach me at imagemaker at bellsouth.net or drjoyceknutson at gmail.com. And on Twitter, what about on Twitter? It's at drrjoyce underscore Knutson. Yeah, exactly. I have there it right you here. go. And I have to be so happy to hear sure from anybody new that wants to be inspired. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on our show today. Have a wonderful day, a wonderful week, and we'll speak to you again very soon. Thank you very much for having me. I'm Andrea Donsky, along with Lisa Davis, and you're listening to Naturally Savvy Radio. Like us on all social media at Naturally Savvy, at Andrea Donsky, at Radio MD, and at Health Media Gal One, and of course at Dr. Joyce Knutson as well. Thanks for listening, everyone. Find the good in everything. Stay well. <laughs>